This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This sounds weird, but honestly, this is probably one of the hardest things about hiring is what do you hire for? Hello everyone, happy Friday. Welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. I'm going to be talking a little lower than normal because I'm recording this at 1am right now, which I don't normally do. Oh boy, where do I start? Today I'm going to be talking about why every freelancer should hire a freelancer. I've been feeling this deep in my soul lately and I've been wanting to talk about this topic and then this week hit and I was like, okay, I need to talk about this topic. So if you watch my latest week in my business vlog over on YouTube, you will know that I spent a couple days last week being really, really under the weather. Uh, I don't know what it was. I guess it was maybe a flu. I was out. I was like asleep, body aches, terrible headache, nauseous. It was bad. It was very ugly. Uh, so yeah, I pretty much stayed asleep for two whole days. And I'm I'm actually, I don't know, I kind of get sick a lot. I've always had really bad migraines and stuff. So I'm not like a baby when it comes to being sick. But you know, as a full-time freelancer, losing two days of productivity for me as a freelancer is like the equivalent of missing an entire week of work at my you know, when I used to have a day job, because it really just puts you behind because you do so much, especially as a one person team. You know, I have other people who work with me, but I'm the only full time employee. I'm the only owner of my company. So there is a lot on my plate. So that was bad, but I got over it. I started to get on a good track, right? Started to get caught up. I did a couple of longer days and things were, things were looking up. <laughs> and then uh, today Norris comes home and he walks in and I just, I know, (laughs) I know that look. And yeah, he is, he is, I think, dealing with whatever I had now. So while Norris isn't an employee of mine or anything like that, you know, I rely on him as my partner just to help my life go smoother (laughs) as my partner. And not only that, but now, not that I resent this or anything but you know I have kind of the responsibility of like taking care of another person now making sure he's okay keeping my boyfriend alive so again I'm being taken away from my business so I'll be honest I selfishly got a little bit stressed out because I'm like oh my gosh I was just starting to get caught up I have like four things due this week because of course this week isn't like a normal week it's a week when I'm onboarding new clients and taking random projects that I don't normally take and I have two podcasts due for clients and a video due for a sponsorship like I have a million things going on and uh yeah and so I start to get stressed and then I'm like you know what I just got to hire stuff out. So I instantly went on to my Facebook group and within 60 minutes, I had two amazing, well-qualified people ready to take on a very last minute project with a really quick turnaround. So I want to say thank you to those people. And I took the post down. I'm sure I would have gotten more responses come morning, but I took it down because I had what I needed. So yeah, I wanted to say thank you to those people who totally 
were just so kind and so nice and so ready to help. And I think it really just drove home for me again this point, like I said, that I've been wanting to talk about for a really long time about outsourcing and hiring other freelancers. So that's really the first reason why that I want to talk about that you should hire a freelancer is because you really can't do it all alone. Maybe you can. Maybe you can. Let's be honest. But you probably shouldn't. You will burn out. You might think you're invincible. I know I did for a long time. For the longest time, I don't know. It was just my energy was different. And I'm not quote unquote old by any means. I don't even like using that word. But when I was 23, 24, even 25, I could live on three hours of sleep and go to work, go to a nine to five and be full you know, fully present. Now, I don't know what it is. It was like 26, 27. I have to get like eight hours of sleep. It's just something changed. And so, yeah, I don't know whether it's going to be age, whether it's going to be a lifestyle is going to change, whether it's going to be, I hope you don't get sick, but you know, things happen. Something will catch up to you. And you don't want to be in a position where you are scrambling last minute to figure it out. So that's number one, the first reason why I think that it's important to hire freelancers. The second reason that it's important for freelancers to hire freelancers is because it gives you such a good understanding of your clients' needs, their pain points. It really allows you to walk in their shoes. And again, I'll be honest, I'm like, I've been freelancing forever. I've been freelancing since I was, I don't know, you know, in early college and I know how this stuff works, but when I started hiring other freelancers, my eyes were just open to so many things that even I was doing that I was kind of guilty of doing that maybe gave off a a bad impression and I wasn't realizing it or just thought was kind of ineffective or, you know, it, it just really helps you see from your ideal client's eyes and take a walk in their shoes, really. So I want to go a little bit deeper into kind of how to hire freelancers. And of course, I want to tell you guys some stories, some good, some bad. I guess I told you one of the good ones. Um, Things are going to work out for me this week, hopefully. And yeah, I want to say again, thanks to those people who really came to my rescue. And you know what? I wouldn't have had such a qualified pool of talent to reach out to if it weren't for my Facebook group. So I do have a private community. It's called the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. And I was comfortable posting this need in there because I know who you guys are. I know it's listeners of the show. And I knew that there was going to be some people in there who knew their stuff and were qualified and, and you know, were reliable. I don't know that I would have been so excited to post in that group if it was just like a random Facebook group or posting a gig on Upwork or something like that last minute like that. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. I'm going to talk about Upwork, but you know, I, I really value having that community available. So definitely go over and join the free community. I also have my membership community, which is kind of the next level to that Facebook community. So if you're really trying to get serious about building up your business and learning from some amazing pros who really know their stuff about everything from revenue mapping and ROI tracking to boundary setting and leaving your day job, I mean, really everything in between, you should definitely think about joining my membership community. It's the cost of a couple of cups of coffee every single month. It's essentially a condensed version of my mastermind that I offered last summer or fall, I guess it was. 
and it's an incredible value. So I'm super, super excited to be building up that community. And yeah, it's just, it's so great to have a network. Like it really is. Uh, let's just dive, dive into that. How you hire freelancers is exactly that, a network. I think having a network of people who you know, know their stuff, who you know you can rely on, who you have good rapport with already and therefore want to help you because some of those people who reached out to me for this need and just needs in in the past, they didn't do it necessarily for the money. You know, of course, like that's a part of it. And and that's one thing I want to say to you is another reason, maybe number three for why I like to hire freelancers is I like giving people money. It feels good. It feels good knowing that I'm helping people live their freelance best life. You know, yes, it takes a little bit of a cut away from my margins and my profit in my business, but it helps me be more efficient and it helps somebody else live a better life, you know? So I love it for that reason. So anyway, back to my point. Yeah, I know that not everybody who reaches out is necessarily doing it because they think they're going to get rich from this one project, you know? It's, it's, helping you know people want to help each other when you are have developed and cultivated a relationship so having a network is super important whether it is being active in Facebook groups joining a membership community like mine joining a a mastermind whatever it is really getting out there and networking with people who are in like adjacent industries so I I you know, definitely network obviously with a lot of other social media managers because that's what I teach but I also try to network with other photographers and videographers, event planners, industries that maybe touch mine a little bit but aren't fully my gig if you know what I mean. So that's one way. But honestly, my recommendation if you're listening to this and you're not in an urgent panic like I was. I definitely recommend Upwork actually. And I recommend it for a couple of reasons. So I've been hiring on Upwork for probably a few years off and on. I really like that platform because it makes it really easy. The idea of hiring somebody just sounds really overwhelming because there's so many different things you have to get in order. And with Upwork, it really is just done for you. You, It's so, so easy to post a gig on there. You pretty much just write a name for the job, write a little bit of a description about what you're looking for, and then you can kind of start watching the results come in. You can invite people to your gig. You can share the link with your network. So if you want to post an Upwork job and then share it on your Twitter, share it on my Facebook group, share it on my membership community, you can totally do that. I've only worked with freelancers. So obviously, if you wanted to hire someone full time, uh, you wouldn't be able to do that on Upwork, I don't think. But working with freelancers, to me, it just makes it really easy. Now, of course, they take a fee and things like that. And I think that that kind of discourages people a lot. But to be honest with you, I've found it to be really reasonable for my budget. And I am not a $10 million business or anything like that. I'm a normal person. So I found it to be really helpful. So that's what I recommend if you want to get started. No, as far as actually figuring out what you want to hire for, because this sounds weird, but honestly, this is probably one of the hardest things about hiring is what do you hire for? For me, I think, and and I still think I'm kind of in this point, so I'm still sort of working through this issue on my own, but I know that I need help. I know that I need extra hands but I don't necessarily know what that perfect role is because what I really need or what I think I need is a mini me, which 
I am a video editor. I am a mediocre photographer. I am a mediocre writer. I am a social media strategist. I am an ad buyer. Like to find somebody who has all of those exact hats, one is probably not a good idea because like I said, I'm doing things mediocre and do it's just that that's a, you know, this is just not very likely to find that person. So I think that's where I always coach <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Constant theme of the show. I always coach to hire for your weaknesses. So like I just said, okay, I'm a mediocre writer. So maybe I hire that person. Maybe I hire a writer and I actually did. So I'm actually doing what I say for once. So I did recently hire a freelance writer, which is great because I knew that I needed some content for my website. And I just kept saying, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Two years later, (laughs) nothing's up. So yeah, hire for your weaknesses, hire for the things that either you're not good at, or you just always put off forever and ever and ever. I think that's a really good place to start. I actually, for my, in my coaching program, I have a workbook and for my one-on-one coaching program, and I basically give people uh, a little template for writing down a time audit, number one. So going through for a week and writing out exactly what you spend your time doing every single day and how much time you're spending on things. Because again, you know, I'm always shocked to see how much time I spend editing podcasts and videos, both for me and clients. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is what I do. Like, this is my job. Uh, and then taking, taking those results and breaking it up in between things that you like to do and that you want to keep and hold on to things that you can eliminate things that maybe are not making you any money and that you're doing anyway, because that's always shocking to you. <laughs> when I do these time outs, I'm like, wow, I just spent like an entire day doing something that maybe earned me 50 bucks, maybe. Um, and then the things that you still need to do, your business still needs to get done, but you yourself do not need to have your hands in. And that is something that you could outsource. So that's kind of the how to outsourcing. Then depending on what the role is, you'll want to make sure that you get a good list of questions assembled for an intro call or an interview and just have a good conversation with the person. I pretty much always, no matter what, how big or small or long-term or short-term the role is, I pretty much always try to have a phone conversation with somebody that I'm bringing on to my team. Because as much as it is about making sure that they're a good fit in terms of skill. I also think personality has a whole lot to do with it. And I don't mean, do I want to hang out with this person and eat lunch with them? Because I think that that is a little bit problematic. And that's like a whole other conversation of bias and things like that. So I won't get into that today, but I don't need to be friends with this person. But are they the type of person who makes excuses and blames things on everybody else? Are they the type of person who's just kind of rude? Like that's maybe a personal thing, but I, I am old school when it comes to like email etiquette. And like, if you email me and sound grumpy or are demanding or don't say thank you, like those are little things, but they'll make me feel like offended the whole time we're working together. And so just getting to know people a little bit and and making sure that they are a good fit, both from skills and a personality fit is really important. But again, having those good questions, like don't ask people if what kind of tree they would be or like what their favorite candy is or like 
just skip over the like, what do you like to do in your spare time? Like, I don't know. Those to me, at least, again, this is all personal opinion. None of this is set in stone. For me, those are fluff questions. I want to know, give me some concrete examples of campaigns that you've run in the past that were successful. What was your click-through rate? What was your cost per click? Whatever. Give me examples of writing that you've done. Give me a few article examples. Always. If I'm ever hiring a writer, if you don't have writing samples for me to see, maybe I'll give you a portfolio project, like a very, very low budget project, but I need to see something if we're going to do something serious, long-term, longer term, you know? So assemble those questions. Honestly, whenever I'm hiring for a position, I Google, (laughs) I Google like social media manager, interview questions, um, freelance writer, interview questions, whatever. And there are so many different great articles out there that Google has. Um, okay. So that's kind of the how that's, that's pretty much the how for me, I think leveraging your network and leveraging a platform like Upwork or others, you know, I know that there's other platforms out there. I just, like I said, I've been using Upwork for a while. I find it pretty easy to navigate and to use. So that's kind of my preference as a hiring person, as an agency, Um, but yeah, let me know what you guys have used in the past or if you've ever hired anyone in the past. Now I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that I've learned about my own business and like my own professionalism from working with freelancers and maybe give you guys a little bit of tea, a little bit of casual tea in the midst of that. So listen, I think that I am a very understanding person. I honestly think as a boss, one of my biggest flaws and I'm not saying this to like oh I'm so amazing and like talk myself up no I'm not doing I'm just being honest as I'm too nice I'm too nice I actually did a freelance Friday podcast episode about mistakes that I made as a boss it was season one so you'll have to scroll really far down to listen to it but I think I probably talked about that and again I'm not trying to sound cool I'm not trying to like sound holier than thou I just I am I'm too nice I know that so my point in saying that is I don't get mad at people. If you make a mistake and you work for me, unless you sunk us like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into the hole or something, if you made an honest mistake, I'm I'm not going to be mad. Even if it's a mistake that has to do with a client, I'm going to back you up. And I have, I've taken the heat and, you know, taken the blame for things that technically somebody else dropped the ball on. And I knew that, you know, as the leader, I was going to take take the brunt of that. No problem. Mistakes happen. I've been on the flip side of that as a freelancer in corporate America, all of that. And somebody's always had my back. So I always want to be that person. So with that said, don't take that for granted. If you make a mistake, own up to it. Own up to it. Hey, I forgot to post that social media post is so much better than saying, oh, like, you know what? I posted it and it just disappeared into thin air. (laughs) That's a lie. And if you lie to me, I'm going to be offended. I'm going to be offended. I don't care if it's a white lie, if it's a deep lie. It is a lie. So if you make a mistake, own up to it. And I, I wouldn't say that I didn't do this before, but it did just you know, after I had been through experiences with freelancers who were doing those things, it did just make me realize like, it's so much deeper than just a little, like I said, quote unquote, white lie. It is, it's betraying trust and it's making me look dumb. (laughs) Similarly, time, it's the most valuable resource that any, anybody has, but 
definitely as, as entrepreneurs, again, uh, you know, we're doing a million things at all times and standing people up or one of my favorite things. <laughs> oh man. One of my favorite ones. I literally got, I got on a call with this person and they were a grown adult, a grown adult. And the call was for like noon and they missed the call because they overslept. They weren't sick. Again, if you have the flu and you overslept, listen, that was me the other day. Luckily, I didn't have calls when I was sick or I I was able to cancel them at least. I get it if you're sick. This person was not sick. This person was a grown adult. I haven't slept in, overslept. You know, I haven't even done that in my high school job. Definitely not a noon shift, maybe a 9 a.m. shift or something. So anyway, it was it was like kind of funny. Like I honestly laughed about it, but it was very inappropriate. It was very um, kind of hurtful. And I know that I shouldn't be talking about business in terms of these feelings, but it's only natural. If you stand me up for anything, if you stand me up for a date, whether it's a friend date, a romantic date, a meeting, it's, it's taking time away that I could have been spending with loved ones, or I could have been spending taking my own nap, or I could have spent, you know, working, getting ahead on other projects and time is really valuable. So don't do that. Don't oversleep, but also don't, you know, if you know that something isn't going to work with your schedule, get ahead of it. If I, if I'm looking at my calendar on Friday and I'm like, oh shoot, I'm double booked on Friday. Don't wait until Thursday evening or Friday morning to tell your client, tell them as soon as you know, so that it can, it can get moved around and be comfortable for everybody. Like I said, I am kind of old school when it comes to like manners and professionalism. I think that, and I don't want to talk, I I don't, I don't even think it's necessarily generational. I don't know what it is, but I always say, if you've never had a customer service job, I'm not joking. Honestly, you might want to get one (laughs) if you're trying to do this entrepreneurship thing long-term because I use my customer service background from when I was in high school and college all the time and in corporate America too. Like I learned email etiquette working in corporate. I didn't just email someone one word responses who, especially not my managers or my boss or, you know, somebody who had hired me. And listen, I'm not talking about every single email, obviously. Sometimes you just need to send something quick. And, you know, once you've kind of established rapport, it's totally fine. I do not get mad at people who send me emoji or say what's up or hey or whatever after you know me. But if it's like email two ever and you're just addressing me with like a hey girl or whatever, yeah. I don't know. I'm old school. Let me know what you guys, am I being too, am I too strict on that? Let me know. Another thing. Okay. This is kind of the last point that's been a recent, I guess within the past year or so of hiring people that I, I, I see a different view on. Now I pretty much always recommend getting payment upfront for most services, most services, but I have done that like a handful of times and been forgotten as a client. And I just, I I still believe that you should still ask for it as a freelancer because I've seen way too many situations go the opposite way where the freelancer never gets paid. But I want to say that hiring freelancers and not getting work done or, you know, being being stagnated for months on end while they're basically holding my money hostage has made me 
see things from a different perspective. I guess I'll say that. And, you know, I think as a freelancer, I need to really check myself and make sure that I'm not just selling package after package after package. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, how do I get all this work done? And I I haven't done that in the past. So I, I just want to continue on that track. And I actually, just in general, really need to get better about, uh, listen, I'll always get the work done. But then what will happen is I'll burn myself out and I'll end up getting sick. I'll end up getting headaches. I'll end up not feeling well. I'll end up canceling trips and things I had planned and time off and binge sessions of reality TV. You know, I will, I will neglect my own self-care because I'll always get the client work done. Um, but some people are the opposite. Some people just won't get the work done. So anyway, my point is make sure that you are budgeting your time and allocating your time appropriately so that you are not one of those freelancers that give us all a bad name of, oh yeah, well, she wants to be paid up front and then she doesn't do the work. Don't do that. With all that said, I think some of those learnings, you know, that I've learned help me again with addressing those pain points when I am having conversations with new clients, when I am thinking about my website and how I want to explain how payment works or, uh, you know, all of those little details. I can speak to those things because I've been on the other side of it. So I, I see more clearly from their perspective and can do a better job selling my services and things like that. So anyway, I recommend everyone, every single freelancer, hire a freelancer at least once in their life. And the last thing I'll say about this is that it might seem like too much. I know you might be like, you know what? I'm just getting started. I can't outsource something to somebody. I'm barely scraping by myself. I don't have enough money to pay someone else. But think about your time. Again, time is the most valuable resource. And yes, I just outsourced part of a project this week. But when I did the math on how many hours I was saving myself, and not just hours like productivity hours, but also hours spent stressing, spent, you know, not sleeping at night, tossing and turning, doing lists in my head, it was a no brainer. And so hiring people can really allow you to scale. And I think that's what gets a lot of people stuck. And I know if you're anything like me, I, I, I think I'm kind of getting out of that now, but I'm still struggling with this stage a little bit personally, I'll be honest, is I'm kind of in a standstill type place where I, I don't have any more capacity to take on clients, uh, you know, social media clients. I have capacity to take on more coaching clients only because I don't want to say it's easier that it's less work, but it's less deliverables. I don't have the capacity to do more deliverable based clients right now. I can't edit one more video. I can't edit one more podcast. I can't edit one more picture. I'm at capacity. But the problem is I can't really, I'm stuck because it's either I need to hire someone to help me, you know, shift some of that and then be able to take on more clients and grow the business or I need to charge more. So anyway, that's one of the ways that you can grow your business is either by outsourcing, by charging more or or shifting your focus a little bit. So anyway, I hope this episode was helpful or at least got your wheels turning a little bit. 
thank you again for everyone being patient with me this week as I've been a little bit behind. If you are working with me as your coach, you may have gotten a couple of rescheduled meetings and things like that. So I appreciate you guys' flexibility. I don't do that very often, but I really had to take care of myself and now I'm taking care of my partner. So wish us luck over here. Uh, I'd love it if you joined the community as well. It's a great place where we can all hop on calls together. We're going to be critiquing each other's websites, which is going to be really fun. I'm super excited for one of the sessions that I have planned uh, a little bit later in the spring. We're going to do some mock client calls. So what do you do on a discovery call? You'll get to try it out with me as your as your kind of guinea pig. So really excited about that. You can go to bit.ly slash and that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash L-J membership. Or you can also just go to latashjames.com and click join in the menu. I'm going to have that link for you down below in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time. I'm Latasha James and that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to review it on iTunes or share it with a friend. This podcast is all about community, so you can also go ahead and head over to the Facebook group. It's called the Freelance Friday Podcast Community, or follow me on social. My handle is the Latasha James across all platforms. I'd love to know what you thought of the episode, and like I said, feel free to share it with a friend, tag a friend, screenshot the episode, and tag a friend. It really helps us grow this community, and my goal is to help as many people through this collective community, become better freelancers and more empowered freelancers. So that's it for the episode. I'll talk to you in the next one. It airs every single Friday. I'll talk to you again then.